I rarely come to the li this library on a weekday evening at this time. What's that? I rarely come to the, this library at this time. Yeah. This, this is the home, my home library. Okay, wonderful. But I don't come at this time. Uh, we're all set, Ram. All set. All right, calling. Uh, calling the meeting to order at 7.06, Transit Advisory Board, uh, Wednesday, September 20th. Um, and member and guest introductions. Uh, we have we have with us today Charles, Lyles, Vlad, Ron, Mutu, Ray, uh, Ram, myself, and Rushi here and staff. We have uh, Scott and Sarah from uh, the Department of General Services. And uh, uh, do you guys want to mention anything, comment anything? No, nothing. All right. So no member or guest, actually guest introductions. Yeah, next going on to public comment. Uh, we have a writer here today. Uh, uh, you mentioned that you write the public transit. Um, do you have any any inputs for us? You know, it could be Know, props, it could be something that you like or you know uh, that you observed, uh, or you can say the type of commuter uh, bus, local buses, or metro connect that you take. Um, um, you can call out anything specifically. Feel free to um, not not to put you on a spot, but yeah, if, I, I, I think you don't use yeah, yeah. Also. I'm a user I live in Columbia library. Okay, so I take uh, for Forty-three and forty-four. Mm -hmm. and back. So those are uh, really close to my house. There is no concern. Actually, it is very useful. The first time uh, when they uh, I booted for the room, so they, they asked for three options. Say what is so? Obviously, I booted for the closest to my house. And and I won, so <laughs> I'm very happy about it. Then they, uh, you also increase the frequency in the morning as well as in the evening. That works uh, my schedule. But I have a question: Why did it increase so large? Like now last one runs like at 10:30, So what was the logic there? And how the frequency is determined? Morning as well as evening. So morning starts at 4:29. <laughs> There any any riders there? I don't know. Most of the time. The other question is uh, that uh, I have uh, English itself is my second language, but most of them they communicate in Spanish. So I'm back. So the the drivers, drivers and passengers because okay. they they feel comfortable, of course. Uh, so if when I ask uh, the lost and found, because I see people just leave stuff there and then they, so uh, the same number, which is a Loudon bus admin, is the same one where you could find lost and found? Yes. Oh, okay. And how it was, we need to go there, drive there and? Uh, typically, yes. Yes, you have to go pick it up. It, it was not for me, my co-rider, he left the jacket, which is heavy jacket. and. He lost it, so I was just wondering what is the position. <laughs> yeah, because I said found we used to try to get it back on the bus, but it got so 
cumbersome and troublesome because people would go, oh, I miss my bus. Can you put it on the next bus? And we were just chasing things. And then, I you know, and then a driver that normally drives that bus calls out sick and then they send another bus. And so it just got to be, we have, we lost more things than we found them when we were doing that. So we just now keep it in a, in a tub at the office. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And they can either call in or uh, enter it online to enter their information. Oh, it's online form. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the same website or uh, loudon.gov slash transit and then Los Yeah. I think it's under resources, I think. Okay, I will look into it. There is a website form then that, that would help people. Yeah. There won't be any communication issue with the language. <laughs> uh, what routes did you say you wrote? 343 and 344. 343, 344? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And we are meeting next month at the Ashburn Library. November, two months. Oh, sorry, not next month, next meeting. I'm going to say next meeting. Yeah, in November. So if there's any other writers who want to attend very similar to what you did today, and if they had any particular observations that they have, My stop is just outside. I was, library. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was there last evening. I saw the bus stop sign there. Yeah, I was just outside. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, actually, that reminds me. Uh, other day, uh, the the contractor driver, uh, one driver was driving, other was assisting, kind of a conductor. What they found is uh, near Bramble, uh, not Brambleton, Broadland Center Plaza. They don't have stop sign. And the rider was, hey, this is my stop, this is my stop, but there is no stop sign. So it's kind of <laughs> the outside Broadlands Plaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the, the post office and uh, okay. we'll take a look. That's where there were signs there were signs up, but we've had several of them knocked down. Okay. Yep. And we're in the process of going back through and getting them back up again. So I'll I'll, I'll swing by there and look at that. We'll get it for that side does have okay. the, on way to metro, they have, but not on. Gotcha. That's close to the Brewster's and. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fine. Thank yes, you. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Uh, development in that location. Where's the sound? Moran Road. Oh, he's talking about the Dallas North. Uh, that's federal property. So that's owned by the airports. Oh. So previously it was used by transit. Yes, but it was so the, the old Dallas North property was MWA property, Metropolitan Washington Airport Authority property. They leased it to VDOT, who built the lot. We just provided service to the lot. And then as part of the our board of supervisors made a business decision to shut down that lot when rail opened so that people wouldn't park there for free and walk over and they use the garage. So that's how that came is about. It a, is it a plan for the I I don't know what the airport's planning to do. Maybe they sell it, maybe they develop it. I'm, I so that, honestly, I no that, that location is now moved closer to the 28 section, correct? There's a new lot. 28 Pacific. Yeah. yeah. Close to the uh, restaurants, there's a Mela, there's a Punjabi restaurant yeah. there. So yeah. They, they move there. But, but you have more questions, more what are you going to do? What's happening? Okay.
So it's, it's an MWAS jurisdiction is what Scott is saying. It's MWAS property. Property. Yeah. It's not just in their jurisdiction. They own it. Okay. Should say the federal government owns it. All right. Susie, welcome. Hi. Sorry for being late. Oh, no. Um, no. I had trouble finding parking <laughs> myself. So <laughs> yeah. I, I have a few minutes late. Um, have, do you have any, any, we, we were just going, uh, we had a public, we had, uh, she, she just made comments on her ridership with, uh, Metro Connect buses, yeah. Metro Connect buses. Um, but if you had any comments as a member, do you have anything to add? I'm sad that I missed your comments. Um, and you know, we have a, a vacancy for the Metro connection <laughs> member. Just say it. So on the. <laughs> that, that, that's a good sell, actually. So, so yes. So, uh, so in Transit Advisory Board, we have few vacancies. Um, I think one of them, as Susie mentioned, is Metro and local bus routes. So, if, if you would be interested, based on how the meeting goes today. I'm just attending here today. Yeah. So, yeah. That's something you might want to consider at some point then. But going on with the business, um, uh, and approval of the July 19th, 2023 tab meeting minutes, I guess C attachment one, anybody has any changes? I know I have one change. Uh, yeah, do you, any of you guys changes? No, no. So only change on my end, Sarah, as I just noticed, um, the district, uh, my district name, it says it's Blue Ride District instead of Blue Ridge. Um, I didn't see that in the soft copy. Uh, I just noticed that. So um, that, that's the only correction on my end that I saw. Um, but uh, outside of it, it looks fine to me. Is there a motion to approve the meeting minutes with that amendment or change? So second. All right. All in favor? Okay. Aye. Who is the second? Okay. Um, so when Sarah is ready, we can review the next item, um, request status of request for bylaws amendment to add nonprofit services agency rep. Yes, so this has been quite a process of um, getting this through our internal review process. Um, um, most recently, we had the assistant county administrator who oversees the departments for mental health and other service agencies. She took a look at it, so I made adjustments based on her comments, and it's now in the final stages of our department review process. Uh, we are still targeting the October 18th Transportation and Land Use Committee meeting, and uh, so I'm hopeful that we'll meet the deadlines for that, which begin next week. I did want to make a point of clarification at one point I was talking with all of you that um, this board, we were working with county admin to um, have you report to the finance, government, and economic development committee. And I wasn't involved with the discussions, but uh, Mr. Uh, Tim Hen Street's level, I understand that he made the decision that uh, that you would stay with the transportation and land use committee. Um, it was, you know. Six of one, half dozen of the other. This body has never presented to either board uh, or either committee, rather. Um, and so this will be your first time 
presenting, and it will be to Tila. Yeah, we haven't presented to uh, the Finance Committee either in the past. Correct. Only we had made that annual presentation to the entire Board of Supervisors in the past. Yeah, the Transit Summit. Transit Summit, that's right. End of, end of May, I think. Usually is, yeah. End of May, yeah. Okay. Um, and then assuming that TLUC endorses the bylaws amendment, this was the amendment to add the, the uh, member seat, it would then have to go on to the Board of Supervisors. If TLUC had a unanimous approval of it, it would just be an administrative item, but it would have to go to another meeting before it would be adopted. Um, one, one change that the county administrator uh, who reviewed it at this current level recommended is that I clarify that it's a local nonprofit uh, member seat. And I believe you all had discussed that. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. It used to be someone from Loud. Yeah. Yes. So, um, I don't know if any of you guys had any questions on that, What on based on what Sarah mentioned, I just had a couple of questions. So, you said it will go to another meeting being Board of Supervisors meeting? Yes. Correct. So, it will be in the consent packet? What? It will be in the consent packet? Yes. If it's unanimously approved by TLAC, it would be as part of their consent agenda. If not, then um, it will be presented by Staff would present staff it. Staff would present it. Yeah. And then we discussed then would they need to take a, a vote on that? On the if, if it's not unanimous? I believe they would, yeah. Okay. Based on the our recommendations that which they need to adopt any thing, any changes or any more new new things that they need yeah. to okay. And this whole process is new to me. Um, I haven't presented to TLUC before or carried an item on mm -hmm. from there. Um so I, I can't speak. I mean, TAB is the guinea pig, right? TAB is the guinea pig. Uh, other advisory bodies have not done this either, if I'm correct. I don't know that other advisory bodies have changed their bylaws. Not, not, not necessarily the bylaws, but I meant to say more the uh, thing presentation. I, presentation, yeah. yeah. Well, other other groups have done their annual reports. Okay. They presented those to TLAC because I I pulled up some examples. Oh, okay. Um, and that has gone to the board as well? Yes. Okay. Okay, was this recent or um, was this? Um... Yeah, recently. Oh, um, okay. I had I was at a meeting earlier in September okay. and there were a couple of advisory bodies who they had, uh, they were working on their annual reports and presented them. Okay, okay. Thank you. Sorry. Um, but, uh, and then lastly, I just want to say that uh, another thing that they clarified is that as part of the application process that staff gather enough information to determine whether or not there would be a conflict of interest with that advisory body and transit service. Say, for example, if they received grant funding from the county to offer transportation services, that might be a conflict of interest if they're recommending whether you know levels of transit that Loudoun County itself provides. So that will be something that will add to the application. All right. Any questions to Sarah on the bylaws? I mean all right. Sounds good. All right, Rushi. Um you wanna touch upon the Yeah, so um 
Thank you, Ron. So we have this annual report that uh, Sarah alluded to, and um, this report is uh, basically I can I can show I wish I could show it to you, but uh, so I'll we'll make the screen brighter. But basically, it's about six pages. Um, I'll show you in a minute. So, <laughs> so basically, this background we would provide the background of the tab, um, then some issues. That uh, so basically here here they have some recommendations on uh, oh this is the land use committee never mind that's the wrong one um, but basically it, what we do um, some recommendations that we've um, that we have and I think I'm gonna ask you guys for a, a refresher on some of the recommendations so I can write them down uh, then we'll just basically uh, we talk about we will talk I'm basically gonna basically replicate and duplicate, just make it ours, you know, these types of things. But here's got a meeting structure, uh, who our members are, and I'll grab that information. Um, the good one thing I can tell you that all of our terms will end at the end of this year, so that makes life easy in that part. Um, so what we have we done um, and what public input we've had, some of the things I would talk about what we've done, um, we can talk about the Metro and I know uh, Ron, you had talked to um, one of the retirement homes, I believe, right? In, in your district. So I'm going to add some of those things. Uh, so, and then basically some motions that we have. And that's the, and then uh, there's a, I think there's a cover letter here for uh, some budget considerations, but that's different. So I don't think we're asking for budget, right? No, no, so. I don't think so. So that's but in the past, we have had asked for staffing. Um, Increases. Yeah, so this is, I think, um, so yeah, so we, we can do that. So this this particular one was Environmental Commission has 18 pages. Uh, I believe there's another one here. I have to find it. Um, so there's another one here that was uh, six pages. So we're, we're going to be closer to the six page side. Now, I will ask if anyone has more time than me, I will definitely let you have this one, <laughs> but uh, if no one has the opportunity to do it, I will try to get a draft to us before the November meeting. So the, with the goal of approving it at the November meeting. I can now transit advisory board meeting when we meet at Ashburn Library. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so I, I volunteered to read to this, but, um, but any, any of the other staff members have bandwidth to take a first stable was faceted. Um, I think it would be helpful for Rushi, I think, because he's just it. Yeah, I'm kind of swamped at work, swamped at work, stuff like that. But it's 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 something that I signed up for, so I'm not going to just say no to it. So I'm not going to, but uh, we'll ask if anyone has. You want to just share with everybody so we can put your Well, what I would love, like right now is, candidly, uh, what, what uh, accomplishments that we would like to, to highlight. So, um, so I will definitely put in the uh, Metro as the first one and uh, the, your broad run, right, Ron? Yeah, broad run. Um, and then the uh, retirement home there. Is there anything else that we want to like to talk about? Well, that board member initiative about uh, free fares for students, it originated here. So you can mention it. There was an email thread that we had started on this. Right? Yeah, I lost it. I can find it again. Yeah. After, there, were, there are five things hiding okay. in there. Uh, I can pull it up here. Okay, I'll look for, I can look for it now. Uh, yeah. I'll take time. Yeah. Not uh, so. 
Okay. So anything else that you guys want to? How about the um, the discussion with um, the Loudon Loudon Valley? The people were talking about their bus stop. Loudon. Loudon Valley is three or three. Yeah. By the Valley Station. Bus. Okay. Um, and in the energy, the electric, electric. Uh, I will try to bang this out sometime in the middle of next month. Yeah, you know, and then if, if you had to go back, you know, we can go back to the meeting minutes and pull up things from the past. That's I can cool. dig it up. Yeah. Because I know that when Marty was here, we talked about in the least bus stops, and I think he worked with staff. So, so yeah, obviously we're stretching into a little bit um, into 22, but it's fine. I think if we haven't done one of these, we can do a little bit more, but I don't know how much. So we want to just go back to this term four years. That's pretty much it. And you want to do four years or just one year? Yeah, I would say the last four, the whole term. Okay, is it that that was for the whole the four our four year term, right? Since this is your first one, uh, you could do that. Okay. I would say the last two is probably the most fresh year. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Susie was going to say something. Um, so this is you're you're talking about the accomplishments and then recommendations afterwards. Yeah, I mean, we, it's all going to be in one. I mean, memo. I'm perfectly happy to help. With Thank you. Uh, but also, we had talked about the recommendations. Not uh, Vlad had mentioned um, the the free fares for the students, but also there was an outreach idea of talking to students about how to use the bus, if I remember correctly. And then we had a conversation the last time. Some of those campaigns too, right? Mm -hmm. The last time around interoperability and the strategic plan. And that's, I don't know where that would fit in the annual report, whether it just comes up as a recommendation or a future uh, item. What do you mean by that, Susie? Interoperability, where it's getting better. For example, uh, when people first move to, say, Leesburg and they want to get to the commuter bus, there's not much. There's there's so little connectivity. Um, and I, again, from my own personal experience, it was take a bus all the way downtown and then back out to some place kind of close to the park and ride lot. It's better now with the Metro Silver Line to park and ride lot two. So I just have to cross the street just in case. But a good, a really good solid public transportation system has the the airport, the metro, and the buses all meshed together. Even though they are different providers, they're different um, different entities, federal, state, local. Uh, other countries do it. It's not impossible. Yeah, the, the handshake, what are you talking about is the handshake from one yes. to the other. It yeah. can be seamless. Yes, and, and yeah. it, of course, this is a very long-term right? idea. Yeah. That's not going to happen overnight because it's, the, the so, number of uh, actors in it. Yeah, no, I, I completely, you know, two hundred percent agree with uh, your. Hello, John. Hello. Uh, you know, I two hundred percent agree with you on this. You know, uh, having been a member of the board for six years, mm -hmm. uh, we have had this concept, uh, you know, presented to us that you know, Sri, who was on the board in the past, he 
mentioned this, how it, it happens in other countries, say in Singapore and other parts of the world. And Vlad recently was in Europe. He shared the book on you know mm -hmm. how the transit system works. So that's something that I completely agree that we have to be able to get to get to that um, vision. I, I completely agree. And yeah. I feel like maybe if there's a part in the annual report which is this came up and we it's it's part of the vision for the future. Yeah, I I've captured it. So one more thing I mentioned long time ago is the regional parks and connectivity for the regional parks. Oh yes. Um, at least on the weekends, uh, uh, that folks would like to go on the, all the parks and get access to the parks. Not everybody wants to drive uh, to a park rather to take a bus and you know enjoy the. For example, what, so. we were just downtown, a friend of ours from Scotland was in town, and we were just downtown and talking about why, about, I'm sorry, downtown Leesburg. Uh, <laughs> Literally getting ready to ask yeah, downtown, downtown DC. Yeah, um, <laughs> we were just downtown Leesburg and talking about how a better bus system would be, well, shenanigans wouldn't need their the drunk bus, uh, it would be so good for, say, the village to have more bus connection, the you know, one Loudon to have more bus connection to Leesburg and vice versa. We There's a lot of growth to be had there. Uh, and our, our Edinburgh friend was just like, oh my God, yeah, especially, you know, you don't want to stumble home or to get behind the wheel of the car, especially in Scotland. Now um, you can get a DUI for just one drink. So they are very much about the, all right, the pubs depend on public transportation and all of our great new uh, restaurants and breweries and, and really tourist destinations we have in Loudoun County. We could be getting more people there with less cars and uh, and, and I looked at that, you know, I, from what I've seen in the last few months is that our focus is more on commute, office commute, but we don't talk about the creation. The bus is not only for commute purposes, right? It's also for other connectivities, you know. <laughs> so we should look at, we, we have a nightlife in Laudan as well. Laudan County has a program, Laudan Possible. We have a nightlife program. We have so many programs out there. So these programs have to connect, and transit is very important. Local transit is very important to have that, have a connectivity. We have bars and everything, but, but we also but, expect but them to go home. Theater, and, yeah. <laughs> it's not all about drinking. <laughs> so, so it's a safety factor at the same time. I, I strongly believe that the regional parks we have is beautiful. Hanson Park to all those parks, having a bus. Our folks have asked this before. Uh, hey, I like just get on bus and just go. To so I will, uh, I, will add, I will add that we had that, um, I know we were we're in Leesburg, but uh, we had that uh, economic uh, presentation where there was similar where you know we could have a bus or something when they get out here to get to the last mile, whether it's the wineries or what have you. So I'll I'll add that stuff. I'm gonna obviously I'll keep it short because it's it's a it's an audience that we need to keep it succinct for. But um, I appreciate it. If anyone wants, thank you, Susie. I want to definitely use your help. Yes. You don't mind? Okay. <laughs> Do not mind at all. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, I'll make sure you have my work email too. Okay. Uh, um, so thank you for your guys' time. I will do that. And um, is that okay, uh, Scott and Sarah, to have it approved at the November 15th meeting and send it to the TLUC after that? 
Yes, it, yes, you all, this body will have to approve it before we'll move it on. To Correct. Board. I just want to make sure that that timing is okay. I believe so. What I was looking at is if we approve it in December, or I mean, uh, November, uh, it would likely have to go to the January of TLAC. But we still would get it to November. We still have to do it in November. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll figure out the first week in November because a lot of times they cancel the second meeting. No, the, the, after the tab approves it, the next TLUC meeting that we will oh, be able to one, get it. One a month? There's only one a month. Yeah. I, I will, um, I'll place it up on a um, drive for everyone to take a look at when I, when I, well, after I get the first draft. With after you have with the first draft. Yeah. And then um, that way you guys can make your notes, mm -hmm. edits, and uh, even collaborative. That way, it's hopefully a rubber stamp by the time it gets here. So, yeah, and for the um, November tab agenda, we would need to have that you all basically have a final draft per se uh, by the end of October. Okay. Yeah, October 31st. Okay. So, um, we have I think that it was October 30th. 30th, yeah. And so, we have that runway to review coming into the meeting. So to Rushi's point, we rubber stamp at the meeting. Yeah. Okay. I'll do what I can, guys. So yeah, John, you, we'll you can um, share a draft between each other. We just can't vote on it outside of the public meeting. The only thing I would ask you guys is not share the link outside of this group until it's ready for the public to see. I mean, I don't want them to see that it's anything. So I'll make it open, but I'd rather you guys not share it with the public. Obviously when it gets to here, it's open. I get that, but while we're drafting it, I'd like to keep that. Wouldn't it be understood that what happens between us stay between us until? I would hope so, but I would, but I'd like to say, say that, say, make sure it's very, we also make it any correspondence that you do have outside of this meeting is subject to FOIA. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's subject to FOIA. Personal emails too. On on the personal emails about tab business tab would business. be subject to FOIA. FOIA. Yes. Could be subject. Could be. One of the topics was um, the people that came in to speak about the was it a new park and ride or something and love it love it. Bill, I love it. Uh, no, it's for a lot of people. Like it's, um, we had a lot of, a lot of the public, a lot of people would come up to the meetings and they were really fired up and they wanted us to hmm. help get some of their so, views and chat. You said park and ride in Luckett's? Was it? Is that, is that um, location where you, you had the town meeting and Right, it was got to be there, but then it was voted down. Lockets. It's not love. It's, it's, it's around here. Lovettsville. Well, what was the one where it's they were going to have one, one within the city? That's Percival. 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 Yes, that's that's one. I mean, it'd be great to have some Percival. Lovettsville. Remember, there, we had a lot of people coming. That poor bottle. I know. Yeah. The town of Percival was just anti. Everybody quashed it. We had people come in to talk about personal. Uh, we, I think there was a couple. I don't know if they came in, but I think it was more of a okay. citizen. Uh, yeah. put, uh, also, uh, I don't know whether this is important, but we did a photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Marketing. Wasn't that support of the transit? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That was, no, that was hard work. <laughs>
Those were great, great photos. I think I saw some sweat off of you guys. It was a hot day. <laughs> when, when are we going to see those in, in production? Uh, if we're ever going to see those. We started uh, producing. Um, I think I saw a couple of them on these plants at the site. So I know I've seen some flyers. I've my hands on exactly which ones they are, but they are really great photos. Yeah, share them again, please. <laughs> I'll see if I can uh, share a link of those. I saw a couple of pictures on the transit site. Loudon.dot slash yeah. thing on the backdrop or whatever it is. When I was looking for agendas of minutes. So John, we are in the topic of reporting. Uh, sorry, discussing annual report. Um, so we are talking about some of the accomplishments that. that I've got nothing to answer. So. If you had something that you could help us recall um, that in the last two years that Rushi said. So, yeah, and just send me anything that you might have. Yeah. Just feel free to ask recommendations so, as well. Mm -hmm. So, take any takeaways going forward. All right. I appreciate you guys' time. Yeah, I think it was good input. Um, it, was, it was a lot of, I like high ceiling meeting rooms. So, it gives people to think um, better. Uh, that's just me. <laughs> Because we same topic last time we had little inputs, so <laughs> maybe five handful. <laughs> but um, having said that, um, moving on to staff updates, transit service and ridership updates. Scott. Yeah, I'll take this. Um, so ridership, commuter bus ridership, unfortunately, is pretty stagnant. Uh, we're sitting at about 25% of what we were pre-COVID. Um, we're averaging eight. 50, 840, 850 a day. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday are pretty good. They're over a thousand. Monday, Thursday are sitting around 800. Friday sitting around four and a half uh, riders per day, just to kind of give you an idea of where that is. So the average when you roll it all out is you're sitting around 840 for the per day per week when you average it out. Um, <clears throat> that's well below the, you know, Almost 3,000 we had pre pandemic mm -hmm. when you were on a per day. Does that include the, um, the rides into the Silver Line, too? Nope. No, that's just straight up commuter to commuter service, mm -hmm. DC to DC service, Pentagon to Pentagon service. Um, some of it's a little head scratching for me. I would have thought the Pentagon service would have come back because there's limited parking and all that, but it hasn't. It's just not come back. I think they're still filtering in full time. Work in DC. It's not quite got there yet, but slowly it is building up where people are actually required to come in at least three days a week or something like that. If not State more. Department's saying four days a week. Yeah, four, yeah. Yeah, I, I, what I anticipate this is what I anticipate happening. I anticipate that slow crawl up. And then what's going to end up happening is it, it basically takes me back about 15 years, to be honest with you, into the commuter bus service. People will start driving into work. So they can't take it anymore. Yeah. Then they'll start playing with the metro. Yeah. They'll start playing with commuter. They'll figure out what their best option is, and then they'll go. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's just how I see that happening. Now we'll see where it goes, because the one thing we're not going to be able to do probably is, you know, put thirty-five or forty buses out on Tuesday and Wednesday, and only have fifteen of them running on you know Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you know, mm -hmm. so we can't. You know, you you got drivers that you got to pay forty hours a week, and you've got a lot of other considerations that are there. So, 
Um, <clears throat> now I've, I've got quite a few people asking me now if we could run service out of one loud and then could we go somewhere else? And when I ask them how many days a week they're they're going in, they go, oh, one. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't. Um, so anyway, that's ridership on the commuter bus. Out of curiosity, when I say that one, does that one happen to be a Friday? No, generally speaking, most of them go in on either a Wednesday, Tuesday, so Wednesday. So when they go in, they were going on big days anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so the local fixed route service is up about 200 riders a day from June, from our last meeting. And almost all of that is on the Silver Line service. So that's that's good news. Um, so you're go you're up from 325, 330 a day to almost 530 a day. Mm -hmm. So that's good news. Um, that's that means the system's starting to work. I think part of that is exactly what you just said. People are starting to go back to work now, so they're starting to use the bus. Um, <clears throat> with our restructuring, one of the one of the benefits of it is it is freed up my time to, and I'm a very analytical person to go back and actually analyze all the routes and start to see where the, where they're not adding up, where they're missing times, where they're coming five minutes late, eight minutes late, three minutes early, that kind of thing. So we're working hard to get that cleaned up on the operations end, which will help this process too. Um, once we get the schedule straightened out, you know, then we get to go back to try to work out exactly what you just said about kind of, you know, connectivity and trying to make sure the connections are right. It's not as black and white as everybody thinks it is when you're running routes and they're connecting with multiple buses and multiple places. You got to pick and choose where you want them to really mix. Right? So, obviously, our hubs are our important parts. Just kind of pull the curtain back on transit. You know, if you got a hub on 1 end of the run and a hub on the other end of the run, you're trying to connect them both as best you can. So, if they can go. If you're connecting like towards route 7, you want to be able to go, you know, east and west pretty easily. If you're, you know, if you're connecting going north and south, you want to do that. So, uh, anyway, ridership's up about 200. Uh, we're heading in the right direction with silver line local fixed routes pretty much holding its own. And that's not being unexpected because we really haven't increased any of that service. It's, it's running. It's running well, it's running is it's running better than it did pre pandemic. Honestly, um. Air transit service is climbing up, climbing up, climbing up, which is to be expected too. The more people we've now expanded our footprint into Ashburn with the new services. So as that comes in, we're getting more and more and more people on the paratransit service, which is good. That's a very needy population that we're I'm very glad we're getting able to get into their area so we can help. Um, and that's really it on the ridership. Did you say for the local ridership that you were averaging 5.30? 5.30 was on the, when you break out the Metro Connection Service out of that. The, so when you look at the Silver Line routes, just the Silver Line routes compared to where they were in June, you were at 3.30 and you're now at almost 5.30. So I know there have been discussion of uh, outreach uh, previously. So... <clears throat> I'm wondering what kind of outreach we are doing, uh, not just pumping up um, the local bus, paratransit services, commuter bus options, uh, because I still run into people that are just like, oh, there's a commuter bus. Yes, it's really awesome. It's why we moved here. Uh, and just wondering, because I think it was uh, either July or May that 
y'all were talking about you had somebody new on board. Either that or I'm mis mixing it up with a uh, different department. Um, but what are the ways that we're getting the word out? Yes. So I can tell you, we, oh. you want to go ahead? Yeah, well, we, I had introduced an initiative where each member of the tap would have carried cards with them, mm -hmm. like business cards. And I actually got to use mine <laughs> last, last Friday. I had to go down to the Pentagon. So when I took the bus from Leesburg, when I got on the buses, I was giving people my card. So listen, I'm going to chance it both. Please let us know how we're doing, what can we improve on. And it was very effective because I think that they were like, wait a minute, somebody actually have a card. Somebody actually is with chance that want to listen to what I would like to say. So with that, it's a personal outreach that you can use. And if you have the ability to do so, do it. Yeah. So that's very helpful for the riders we already have. Right. Mm. Um, the big one is, and we hear that quite a bit of, of folks not realizing we have this service, especially new folks in town that we don't have this service. So Kendall is our new marketing manager. Okay. She has been here since January. Um, we just got a PO cleared last week. It was incredibly hard to get that done. When you're doing when you're doing things in the government, you have everything has to be mm -hmm. competitively bid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so even when we ride contracts from other counties, those contracts spend 30 to 45 days in our legal department making sure that they've got the same language we do. Long and the short of it is we got our first one cleared. Um, they will start running ads for all of our services, not just commuter, basically it's pushing the entire transit mm -hmm. system. Um, but it's getting them across radio stations, getting them into, um, you know, different print media, different social media sites. There's a, they've got a whole plan put together for that. Mm -hmm. um, they also have two more uh, advertising companies, their contracts, which are writable through uh, the state are in legal now. So we will have other options to go into other different areas. Every advertising agency tends to have a strength in a different area. Some are better in social media, some are better on TV, some are better in print. So we're we're working through that, trying to figure that out. We you should start to hear them on the radio okay. if you're not already. Um, so I would I would start paying attention to that. Um, we've also started reaching out to the human services networks, all of the directors to get them connected to us. Uh, we just hired a mobility manager. Um, that, would, that should help because that person is really their job is going to be to stay in connection with all the human services agencies and making sure that we have a single point of contact to help folks that really need rides, mm -hmm. including where we can't help them, being able to direct them to where we, we have nonprofits that can help them because where we can. So that's kind of everything that's is going around in the back end right now. Uh, it's a slow process, but those are all the things working, which weren't in process two months ago. When we were and, there, so. and that's great. Um, I might get in touch with uh, Kendall because uh, we don't have as many. I mean, the state doesn't have as many people moving in and out as the Pentagon does. But we have an employee services center where everyone has to check in when they come back to D.C. And having 
the commuting information for Loudoun County uh, <coughs> on their website. Um, having the, the family liaison office have that information, absolutely, which they may not have otherwise. Also, we could tie it into, especially the paratransit, um, we can tie it into federal government agencies' efforts on DEIA because one of the big pushes that we're dealing, that we are trying right now is the accessibility and not just the remote work, but okay, you need to get in, you're not able to drive. How can we, how can we make this happen? Uh, so I feel like there's, there's things we could do. Um, I'm, I'm a public diplomacy outreach person. I'm sure you can tell. Um, but so if, if y'all don't mind me getting in touch with Kendall, just to like throw ideas at her and yeah. probably make her want to hide under her desk. <laughs> she's a, uh, she's an open-minded lady. She's very sharp. Um, she also has a person working for her, Judy Galen, who's our employer outreach specialist. Mm -hmm. um, she generally reaches out to employers in Loudoun County, but she certainly helps folks outside of Loudoun too with getting connected with transit benefits and that kind of thing so that yeah. we can we can get them up and go. So. Um, so, and one last thing before I stop. Um, do we, does Loudoun County do a, for new residents, a welcome to Loudoun packet? Or you know, that's like a good that? question. I don't. So that's another thing. If they do, maybe they need to. Um, but also, that's another thing that we could push the that they, they could use to push the messaging. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't think Loudoun um, County does a welcome packet to the residents. That I'm that I'm not would do that. Yeah, I'm aware. You real too. Yeah, well, realtors do. Realtors do get in touch with me from time to time. Um, we've been to a couple. We actually we've been to several Loudoun County uh, commerce meetings. Yeah, what's that lady that does? Um, oh, oh, yeah, I know exactly. You're talking about. You're talking about the Loudoun she County. She came and did a, the presentation. Yes, she did. Oh, the the. Tourism, tourism, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? The bus goes both ways. Right. So, just saying. Right. Mm -hmm. Do we so, have ads running in the mall? Uh, I don't know. We'd have to go. I'd have to look. Isn't uh, the mall. Depending on which which mall. The mall is a dying industry. So just so, so you know. But having said that, you know, I'm sure you're going to get in touch with Kendall and others. But one area that I see constantly in my kids public school emails, newsletters, is I get flyers for so many things, but I don't recall seeing one for transit in there. Yeah. We did that, um, we actually did that three years ago. Oh, three years ago. Yeah, we did, We and we didn't have a whole lot of good feedback on it, uh, although that's a, that's a cheap way to do it because you can, you know, and you're only, it's only cost you the cost. Each jar, each jar. It's, it's going in there. Where we ran into trouble with that is, the school system is the school system is not standardized. So you would think that all the schools would, you know, hey, here's what you do on day one, and you deliver all these to your kids and make sure the parents bring them back, sign the programs, da 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 da. Your school does it your way. Your school does it your way. Your school does it your way. You're, they're like all the principals are independent contractors, and they do whatever they however they want. So it's very difficult to to corral that group to do that um would love to now having said that 
we're starting to see because of the lack of school bus drivers and issues they're having now, there's some openness to try to figure out how we can get transit running around schools. I was just going at, to the, at that time to kind of help alleviate maybe some of those issues more. Um, it's it's a very challenging issue from transit's perspective because you know parents some parents are very for it some parents are not for it you know so it's you have to kind of you, you got to kind of figure it out anyway those are all new those are all on the table those are all ideas that are coming through now um you know as i like to tell people we're starting to grow up you know and we're starting to you know kind of get into those areas yeah, yeah just to you know thing um new people right Genevieve. like it's probably another entity that's not easy to work with but uh, those people who like moving to the area has to visit DMV at some point and uh and we well i think that's what we we're talking about the welcome packets right welcome packet. yeah i mean it, i i don't know that we have that as a general rule of thumb um just the, the realtors are really the best way to get that, right? Any, everybody yeah. comes in and they either got to rent or buy. Rent so, yeah. 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 And for a couple of routes, renters are definitely our demographics. They don't go through. And also veterans, veterans organizations. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, Kendall is very, very good. She is getting her feet on the ground. Uh, it's one step at a time for her, but she's doing a fantastic job for us. Um, so all of these things are directions that she's actually already talked about. So she she has her eye on the ball, so to speak. Unless so, there's so a plane while well in the air, huh? One solution I have is that um, and we get the tax documents from Robert. Every time everybody gets on their vehicles, on their property. Yes, it is a painful process to pay the taxes, but also have the ads in there saying, here, this services you're providing. We did that too, two, two, years, two years ago. <laughs> we did, we used and that. And it stopped, we could have stopped or we stopped. Well, we just, it, it takes bandwidth. So again, it's, it's now that Kendall's here as we start to kind of work through these things. You know, we'd like to get a standardized flyer out there that basically shows the system, right? right. So, hey, here's the system, you know, and 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 go to get it in those tax bills and stuff, mm -hmm. knowing that ninety five percent of them are going to get chucked anyway. But it, yes. it's just listen. There's no one answer, right? You're, you're going to hit us, every single person in a different manner. So that's where we're going. Um, let me get rolling here. So. Yeah, if I can just add one yep. more thing, the supervisors for the other place, like they would send out their newsletters. I think we did that one year too, uh, where they sent out maps and things like that as part of Yeah, I, again, I think as Kendall starts to get her programs in place, it's going to make it a lot easier to, you know, and the problem with the, any of the regular quarterly reports that go out, some people read them, some people don't. So, it, you know, we like to, like on supervisors quarterly meetings and others, you know, get out there when something new happens, so it grabs them, right? Versus them just kind of glazing over it every single time because there's an ad for LC Transit up in the corner somewhere, you know? So, like I said, I, I, I'm very confident with Kendall. I am not an advertising expert. That's why she's here. Um, and so anything that we can get that she's going to draw in and make better is going to be really good for us. We've, we've never had a person like that on staff, so it's nice.
Um, all right, next is um, board member initiative, right? For yeah, free, free fares. Yeah. Um, that is currently under, we've got a mercury study going on in house. They are actually going to put that board. I think they're putting that together for us using um, information from another um, consultant that we've got. So that is in process. I believe we're trying to get that to the board in October, November timeframe, um, no later than that. Uh, we're trying to get that wrapped up. Um, Quick question on that. Yes. So you say students are done with the youth or the students? Well, this isn't, so the, so the board member, and, and I probably should have clarified this, I thought we had in the past, but I'll redo it just in case. The board member initiative was regarding free fares for students. That has evolved into a free fare local for all local services. So that's what's in process of being studied. That takes care of the problem for the free fare for students. By the way, the school system was not, they were not happy with the free fare for students program. They did not want anything. Essentially, they really didn't want to get involved with it because of parents saying, hey, you know, you're providing a service for my kid that I don't want them on my, that, that, you know, I don't want them getting on the bus. I don't want them doing that piece of it. Um, so, it, and, and we're gonna have that piece of it. If the buses are free to everybody, then now it's their decision to make. It's free for, for students, so it's a little more selective and you're, you've targeted their children. So to speak, it's kind of what we choose. So, <laughs> anyway, best of intentions, you know, so we're, we're, we're working um, for free fares for everybody, which will solve the free fare for students problem. Um, board member initiative response regarding the community service North and West, that is still, um, in play, we've got, um, I think we've got another consultant working on that. A lot of this has been, uh, we've been asked, that's a board member initiative, so we're working on it. Um, but that's really to go back to the board to say, how much is it going to cost us to run this service and should we do it and that kind of a thing. Uh, that's, the, that's the one where we want to leverage our full fleet, full fleet to the fullest extent. <laughs> Yeah, so we have, you know, to that point, we have about 18 spare year coaches right now. Those are the 45 players that are going to DC. So, yes, that's those are the buses that we're looking at targeting, heading on a little bit of a longer distance trip. That's great for the trips. It's harder to find places to go in and out of in the other cities. Uh, Martinsburg and Ranson uh, wanted us to come in there. Ransom has worked out really well. It's a big shopping center. We can get in and out. It's right off the highway. It's great. Martinsburg is, we can't even get the little buses where they want us to go down. They've got, they're opening up a transit center down there. And I don't, for the life of me, I don't know how they're going to get in and out of there without wrecking their buses, but, you know, lessons learned, I guess. So, um, so that's where we are on that one. Um, no, about. Paratransit, we're still got the paratransit boundary study on here. So the, I think next the, the, the next one is all Sarah, mm -hmm. right? Oh, what am I looking at? The meeting minutes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Could, <laughs> Could be. All right. Who's next? I think Sarah is next on the planning projects. Uh, I broke out the commuter assistance program strategic plan. 
uh, let you know that we're currently reviewing draft chapters that were prepared by our consultant and staff is working on ways that we can keep that project moving along while we're waiting for outcomes from those studies that, uh, that Scott had mentioned. For the transit strategic plan, we are working with public affairs uh, to do a targeted uh, survey towards service agencies and also riders. Uh, this afternoon, I spent a couple of hours riding some of our routes to interact with passengers and to complete a short survey. We've got two different types of surveys. One's geared towards service agencies to see how they share information with their customers about transit services. Are they familiar with it? Uh, would they recommend it? Those types of questions are what we're trying to gear towards um, to help shape where we think we need to add service and also how best to market to them. You know, what, what are the deficiencies of keyboards? So those are the two objectives of that. Uh, for our Title VI service equity analysis, that was for the closure of the parking lot. I bought. That was ended up showing that there were no disparate impacts for minority and low income populations. Didn't affect those populations more so than others. And that was approved by the Board of Supervisors at the September 5th business meeting. Um, and the next step, I have Mr. Henkel ask for an update on the Western parking lot lot. Or long term, anything else? Or anything in the, the works for? As of right now, there is nothing in the works. Yeah. Um, the, the, the lot that was being was going to be built that was fully funded that was projected yeah, is now off the table. And essentially, right now, there is not anything. Well, they put in the new, I guess, aquatic. Rec center to still well, I'm just talking about parking. Well, I think they could incorporate a parking right out there too, west of Priscilla on, on business seven. They have plenty of acreage to do it, and that was kind of a replacement for what was supposed to go on at Centerfield Farm. Are they using the Hamilton lot at all? Other than uh, not other than much. The, the, Direction other than the connection to the silver line, I guess. Oh, no, no, we got local, we got the commuter bus service mm -hmm. out of there too. Long term, mm -hmm. like a long haul, okay. Yeah, it's it, you know, one of the issues and one of the things that made it easy to kind of make that long term decision on Percival when they decided to reject it is for the last four years, three and a, ever since the pandemic hit, we've only been averaging 20 25 cars tops in those lots at, at the highest peak. Um, that was on pre-COVID, though. No, pre-COVID, they were full. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is, is you're, you're yeah. three plus years past pre-COVID, yeah. and you got to start making business decisions on how your business is running now. Um, this is the new normal. This is where we are. If we end up, you know, we may end up getting back. And, and this was kind of, this was discussed with the Percival lot. We may end up getting back in five years and realizing that we need to start looking for another lot. But yeah, that means you didn't carry one for ten, you know what I mean, or eight years that you didn't use or, or didn't need or left blank. So, you know, those are all the kind of decisions you have to make, and that's part of the problem where we're at right now in transit. No, I understand that, but yeah, is everything's gone south and it's not really coming back. Some of it is, but some of it isn't. 
we'll see when it starts to go. Um, you know, and if if it comes back in your 10 years from now, everybody's working five days a week again and or four days a week and we're doing stuff and business is picking back up. And, and well, they've all been priced out of Loudoun County and drive want to have the shortest drive possible to a commuter bus. Maybe. Yeah, it, it, you just never know. You never know where it's going to go. So that's that's unfortunately the. The deal for uh, Western Loudoun. Uh, is it me on the note for Grant? Those are the answers. Yeah, the last one was the update for what John had requested. Okay. After that, I think um, we don't have any other things to discuss. But can you have a question? Yeah. Yes. So I'd like to do something that Susie uh, said and something that Scott said. And Susie talked about connectivity, and Scott talked about hubs. And uh, we talked about it before is that, like, Airport. I know it's a difficult entity to work with, and they have their own interests. But it is such a perfect hub. It's a huge employment center, and employees could be commuting. It's obviously people who fly would use that instead of Uber, right? And also Metro is there, so like you cannot possibly find a better spot for bus to be. But I heard that uh, like more of supervisors wants uh, people to use garages and also airport wants people to park there to improve the revenue. All those things are understood, but it is still a perfect place for bus. You're not going to hear any arguments out of me. Um, I will say that. Under our current state of transit, um, and under our current political environment, and having just spent a couple billion dollars to get the rail to the airport, I, I, I'm not of the. It's not my understanding that transit to the airport is a wanted or desired thing. In, in bus to the airport. Yeah, bus transit, yes. <laughs> rail transit, yes. That's why everything's we ran everything to rail mm -hmm. to try to get it. You know, and and I think we'll get back there because I'm a firm believer that transit is transit. And the more options you have, the better off you are. But you know, all of that takes money and it's it's real money, it's big money, it's it's lots of money. You know, so you it, it really it's going to depend on budgets and, you know, when it's it's easy to send into a meeting like this and talk about we'd like to buses every 50 like them to go everywhere and we'd like to run them on the weekends and whatever. I mean, our budget right now, listen, it's it's public knowledge. Our budget is 25 million dollars right now. You know, and in some of our places, it's costing us, you know, 40 and 50 dollars a head to move people. That's under the current situation. So the only way to get that number down is to get more riders on the service. The only way to get more riders on the service is to provide more service. So it's kind of a double-edged sword there. But we're getting there. It's it's just going to be a slow growing process. Everything we've talked about earlier is going to help that process. Um, but the biggest thing is is going to be getting people on the buses, right? It's going to be 
making sure they're reliable. It's going to be making sure people are aware of them. And then people have to make that decision to get on the bus. Um, but we're not going to be able to get to the 10 and 15 minute headways until people start riding the buses. We've got to see some growth. Um, and, you know, all the bus service we just started is new. It's really May 1st is really when it started running in full, full form. And like I said, we've gone up 200 riders a day from June to now. So I, I, it's, it's coming, you know, so every year we're going to look at doing more service and, and adding more things. I'm talking about your PR person. You thought about just having one month free for riders. Well, we just we're looking at a fair free, so we're looking at all money. No, I mean, but yeah, but this is long. I mean, long haul too. So get people <laughs> used to riding long haul, and they'll realize it's much better and more convenient than driving. And, <laughs> right, right to the metro. So just, well, you just welcome, have to do, do welcome people. to Loudon. Here, <laughs> ride the bus free for a week. I know. Yeah. So everything that you guys are throwing out, I, I, I just want to remind this group, right? This is this is exactly what you guys, ladies and gentlemen, do, right? If you want these ideas to get out there, you have to bubble them up, not to me, to your supervisors, to your people that you deal with and get more momentum behind it. That's how it gets done. And when they come to me, I'm like, let's go. That's what I like. I didn't want to put it on your lap, Scott, right? No, 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 I didn't take it that way. I'm just I like what I'm saying, where I was getting right is that because competing interests, right? And uh, again, multiple jurisdictions, multiple entities with different interests, right? It's not an easy problem to solve. So it makes sense to kind of get the ball rolling early with understanding that it will take years, right? But in my mind, it is still like a, like you said, that we need writers, right? Well, people need a reason to write. And so here are three reasons to write, right? Employment, travel, and metro. Right? Like no other place will give you this three. And like how many people work at the airport? It isn't thousands, right? It's gotta be Right. 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 I parked in their long-term parking, seven days, right? Over on the one as far away as you could get. It cost me $102 yeah, for my parking. And those lots were full. Yeah. Full, full, full. That, that, that is true, right? But like, let's say I'm on Sterling Park. And like the bus wouldn't go from Hamilton, right? It will probably go through like whatever reasonable distance. Right, so let's say you're in Sterling Park. If you need to fly, right, you're not parking there, you're taking an Uber. So again, if those buses drive like limited distance, right. their like competition is not with parking, competition is with taxi or Uber. Now, they have great, great access, right? They may lose some revenue there, but still. Um, Vlad, I will tell you that um, I remember this from a, several years ago that one of the things that the WMATA, not WMATA, the Airports Authority, <laughs> they, 
wanted, they were insisting that before an, uh, uh, the train came out to Dallas, that it goes past Dallas to Asheville. They literally were dead set against it being up, the airport. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so that was one of the main reasons why we have the Ashford station was that reason. So though we might be able to do some stuff, I think with the commuter, honestly, I will just say that I think it sounds better to have a bus available to take, to get to the airport, but as a, as a flyer, I, my, my time's going to be sporadic and I'm, I don't know because it, it, it's, I don't go on daily. So like, as a, if I work there, it's one thing, mm -hmm. but as a flyer, as a, as a passenger, I don't know if I would take the, Take the uh, take the bus because just candidly, I need to go at this time, and if the bus doesn't line up, I'm going to take an Uber or I'm going to drive or something like that. So I think for what you're saying makes a, all the sense in the world for people that drive, that work there. Not so sure it makes a lot of sense for um, for people that are not that are commuting to the airport that are in Loudoun County that can't take the metro. So, and it, that, that also, like, it, it doesn't have to be either or, right? So, let's say the bus goes every, not right. no, I, I right. let's say it yeah. goes every half an hour and it lines up on the way there, but not on the way back. Yeah. You go there and you take Uber back, right? Like, it, like service that partially useful is still so better, better, than, better than that, right? Agreed. Agreed. And again, three things, right? Metro, flying, less employment. Like, you will not get a better other than that, like yep. it literally doesn't exist. So I think as a transit board, we discussed, I, I think with uh, a couple of supervisors, I remember we talking about um, the uh, Dallas Town Center Mall, which we just talked about a few minutes ago, how, you know, that Dallas and you know, any revitalization that might happen for that mall and if that mall could be used as a, you know, hub. It is a it's what, yeah, but more like the actual mall by itself for any parking garage or anything of that nature. Uh, I think that was spoken, that was talked about. But very similarly, I think we also spoke if um, um, a few years ago if the airport uh, could be used as a hub, but primarily for people who work there, um, you know, to in and out of the place, and also some travelers, passengers who fly to the airport. Um, but I think it, it, it depends on um, the schedules. It might vary, but you know, there's, there's a point of discussion that we, we need to have uh, with our, I think, suppose to see if um, they envision that uh, same. So I have a totally different question, if I may. Um, so I don't want to just end it. So it's a bit totally yeah, do you have any other comments, closing comments on that? Oh, uh, basically, yeah, I, I kind of like uh, so you, you're all saying that the best next step is to talk to a supervisor? Yeah, that's what I said. I, 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 I believe so because especially with you know if we if there's a direction we intend to move, you know, as uh, Scott said, you know, there's there's a budget, new budget that's going to come in next year. So if we intend to you know advocate for some of those, so those will be a right time to have that lined up. I'm but sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. If you want to talk to your supervisor right before the middle of October, and maybe we can get it into this line. So, just for the record, my budget is already prepared. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah. Again, like it, it doesn't happen next year, right? I mean, we are. Let's be realistic. It does not happen this year. <laughs> next year. So, this is. Welcome, Mark. This is not a year. The, the yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Digging out from underneath. Wanting to talk. 
to go and see if there's even. Well, I can do that. Though. I have a different question. Do you remember uh, a long time ago, 66, we've been living four times, 66, uh, the tolls were used for, and this goes back to that free fare thing, that we, that, you know, the tolls were, everyone was making fun of the $40, $50 tolls, but that was coming back to transit. It still is. It still is. Oh, yeah. That was my question. We okay. have four routes. We have four routes that are existing that are still being paid for by toll money. Okay. through this year so they'll all they'll all the funds will run out this year uh <laughs> three of those are long-haul buses um two of them that go to well one that goes to the pentagon um the other two go down to 10 dc and then the other one is the one from used to be from Perseville, now from harmony to the metro rail station so the tolls after this year do not go to transit no the tolls still go we're just we're not going to have any money in them why is that um we're just so right now the Pentagon run, for example. So all of the numbers that we put in to qualify for those God, are now way down. Okay. So now we're so we're your cut is yeah. So basically, if you're saying you're gonna, you know, your throughput is you're gonna move 50 more people an hour, and we're doing 18, mm -hmm. right? You know that's so it's you know so you it's now granted everybody else is in that same boat. Um, but you, again, you start to get into the climate of, if you're going to pay for millions of dollars for transit, you know, are you going to bypass the rail that you're literally mirroring all the way into DC? I mean, you, so you have folks that think like that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and, and then you have on the transit side, folks that think like you're talking about, which is multiple options, whoever wants the best one for them, they're going to do that. And if it's good, it's good. Right? So. Um, but long, that was long winded. Yes, those funds are still there. There's actually uh, right now for FY25, it opens uh, in another week. It opens up for the mm -hmm. FY25 money to, to do more. But you have to, it, it has to be new. And it's got to use 66. And you've got to basically state your case as to why you think you can move and pull X number of vehicles off the road. Do they? Um... Have they renormalized? Because I would imagine that we're not the only transit system in the area that has uh, seen a decline. Assuming that's that's a, that assumption is that valid? First of all, um, I guess that's the term you would use. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I all of these that the so that those funds are available right now, right? So we can apply for them, and if you get them, they're good for two years. Right, so it's the way that that program is written is you have to start the service within. You have five years to expend the money, basically, so you have to start the service within a certain period of time, and then you have to um, expend the funds within two years, and then you also have to make a case for, you know, they're not trying to get you to start a service run it for two years and end it. They want you to start it and then make a case for your, you're going to pay for it once it's up and running and going. And therein lies the rub, right? It's because it's basically seed money, it sounds like. Yeah, so, so that, yeah, it'll fully fund it for a year or two, but then they want you to, you know, basically keep it going is really what it is. So if, you know, it's hard for me now to, in good conscience, go after that money where we're averaging 18 riders a bus and say, you know, I'm going to try to get 30 people a bus on there when I haven't had 30 people a bus on there for two years, three years. So that's the hard part. 
are. Dr. D, could you say that the current routes are funded through essentially fiscal year 24? Is that uh, well, they're all they basically all of them, all of the ones that are currently funded, there are four will run out at fiscal year 24. Okay. Yes. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. Um, just a question. So, uh, Scott, you mentioned money, right? <laughs> and uh, I understand that uh, long haul bus is supposed to be paying for itself. And you're saying that we don't see ridership coming back. So, what does it mean for like, the future of long haul? At this at this level, is it self funding or is it is it kind of like staring down the abyss? So that's the sixty four thousand dollar question. Um, I have always said that that uh, the commuter bus service is an organic service; it will go as it goes. So if ridership starts to come back, it will probably stay afloat. Um, the current board guidance is, is it's supposed to be self-sustained through fares and advertising. We haven't done that in three years, and the board has continued to allow that to happen. So I don't know that I can answer that and tell you exactly what's going to happen. Um, I think if ridership comes back, it'll be fine. If ridership doesn't come back and we continue to stay at 18 you know, riders a bus and it's costing us, you know, an exorbitant amount of money per head to run those, then it, it's, they're going to start attritioning out. It, if ridership doesn't get better, this is what will happen. You'll, you'll peel a bus off, you'll peel another bus off. And what that does is that, unfortunately, it kills the service because the less options you have, the less people want to ride and it basically naturally attritions itself out. The same way that it came, it started the opposite way 15 years ago. You know, we started with 10 buses and then we got so full, people were standing on the bus every day. I mean, literally in the DC every day, we would add another bus onto the route. And then that would fill up and we'd add another bus onto the route and that would fill up. I mean, so, but in order to do that, people got to be back at work. So it's, it's, it's really not a thing that we can control. We are responding to the needs of the public. Yeah, and if it grows, we're going to grow it. Yeah, that, that wasn't the question. The question was like at current level, like is it sustainable? And the answer is that no, it's not. Currently, under the current board guidance, it's not. And I'll ask a question. Um, I've been wondering this for a while. Uh, so if the local bus is at the moment a dollar a ride, um, is the how is the commuter bus? Or was the commuter bus subsidizing the local and parent transit? Or was that taxes or they, they didn't have to be so the local and parent the local the, the commuter bus in its heyday um, you could say technically had was producing more money than it was making. Mm -hmm. Now I'm gonna caveat that. <laughs> yeah. The fares and the average the fares were much higher. When you got 50 people on a bus, that's 500 people on a that's 500 for every trip, right? At $10 a fare. Your advertising was every bus was full of advertising because it was everybody was paying. Um, we also had state money that was coming in. So when you roll all of that together, 
that really was rightfully generated by the commuter bus, yes, there was extra money, not a ton, but there was extra money that was helping out the rest of the system. Okay. It has not been like that since pre-pandemic. Obviously. Even if you roll all of the funds together. But this is the argument that I would make for, especially for the doubters on the Board of Supervisors, which is when the commuter bus is properly, when, when we get the ridership back up using the fabulous new marketing team, um, it is a net benefit to all of the other programs, transit programs. At least that's the argument I would make. I think all service that all transit service that's reliable and used gets cars. It, it oh, not only that, it's your it's your own self marketing tool, right? Mm -hmm. Right. If you're using the commuter bus every day and all of a sudden you want to go out to eat and there's a local bus in your neighborhood, you're going to go, that's not County Transit. So it, it's to me, it's all tied together. I don't, I don't separate them. I look at them as one big service and how can we do? There's different segments of the population to use it, but it's just, it's got to be good. It's got to be reliable. Mm -hmm. We'll get there. All right. Any other questions? If not, um, we'll call the meeting. Yes, before we close, just um, announce to everybody that the next business meeting is scheduled for 7 p.m. on the evening of Wednesday, November 15th at the Ashburn Library on Hay Road. Thank you. Meeting is adjourned. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. No, I have.